1: always relatively the same temperature no massive wind gusts you're not going to deal with moisture on the racetrack controlled environment exactly what you're looking for this time of year in an indoor karting facility joining us on the show now the man the myth the legend the one behind certified transmission and peter i've been reading your read at i80 speedway for the last uh what seven years so first off thanks for your uh, support of i80 speedway for so long
2: yeah no it's been a pleasure been a race fan all the time so definitely
1: yeah did you do any bidding on any of the items that were up for auction some memorabilia maybe
2: no you know i got a museum okay but uh truthfully i got a few pieces in there already before they closed up so no i didn't uh i didn't do anything like that so uh, well, it's you It's park a water truck right there on the main floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I need is the water truck. Actually, I probably should have bought the water truck because I got a place that I could use that at out in Wyoming where there's no water.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping maybe one of those big that the, the uh, NASCAR billboard could go up in one of the certified transmission shops there you go
2: there you go there you go uh take up quite a bit of wall space there ain't no doubt about that or outside i don't know if the city would give me approval to put that thing up <laughs> So yeah,
1: you'd, you'd probably have to rezone the side of the building wouldn't you <laughs> no kidding no kidding you know well,
2: i'd probably have to buy something a little smaller than that so yeah
1: we're talking to you about this keep kids alive drive 25 that's coming up on february 16th looks like it's a classic car show that's going to be benefiting uh, kind of bring an awareness to uh, slow the hell down and uh, make sure children uh, stay alive when you're in your neighborhoods.
2: Without a doubt. It's a great uh, fundraiser that we've got going on. It's uh that's going to be held at uh, my uh, personal museum and we've got a bunch of classic cars i mean we got also the new cars the new if you want to see a zr1 uh uh, corvette or if you want to see the demon or you want to see the new ford gt and things like this i mean there's about 140 cars over there and so uh it's going to be a great evening and it's a fundraiser the only way to get in the museum is uh through a fundraiser okay it's not open to the public Hmm. uh i basically uh, borrow it out I should say to great events that uh, you know to have a, a fundraiser to help money to raise some money for awareness for their uh, charity or fund you know to keep things going and stuff so yeah
0: oh, we had you on the show a few years back when you were uh, before you had the the new building out there in Northwest Omaha but you uh, uh,
2: you have been doing one for the Humane Society if I remember right for quite a while. <laughs> Yeah, that one was done through the rotary, and Amanda was involved with that particular one. And that was besides the car show, uh, my car show, to see my cars, but it was also bring your own car there obviously this is being held february 16th probably not going to be very good to see a big block chevy out there on the cold weather and you know february 16th most likely so uh i don't think we're going to have any cars really outside now if someone's brave enough you're surely welcome to bring it if we don't have a bunch of snow and you know if it's been nice like it's been this last week of course it's kind of turning nasty you know starting this week again Mm -hmm. but who knows what the weather will be you know come then but uh no it's really more to come inside the building it's a 70,000 square foot there's a lot of cars gm ford chrysler is a great selection and an awesome event uh you know that we're hosting to uh come on out there to spend the evening and it's not just cars i understand you've got guitars
0: and all kinds of stuff in that building
2: Well, you know, uh, what do guys like? Well, you like rock and roll usually, okay? So I got uh, about 55 different signed personal guitars by all the legend of rock bands that I've been collecting forever, okay, and stuff. There's uh, rock and roll uh, pinball machines out there. They all work and stuff. Uh, They'll probably be on, you know. If a person wants to play a game, they can actually do that. There's different art pieces out there. A couple of things that's really unique is uh, we've got some uh, Transformers out there that are like eight foot tall uh you know to take your picture with and stuff and so there's a whole bunch of different items out there that people can uh, look around and enjoy and uh, besides cars this is not just necessarily you gotta like cars to come there it's uh kind of wild to be honest about it i mean a lot of times you don't expect women to like it you know they say oh we're going to a car place or something they expect a garage or something like this uh no it's far from that and truthfully most uh, women really enjoy themselves when they come there because we've got so many different unique things to look at and see and and part of uh history and stuff so
1: it looks like they've got you scheduled to talk for about 15 minutes about your story behind your collection. Now, how the heck are you going to get hundred stories behind 130, 140 classic cars squeezed into only 15 minutes? You know, I
2: guess I'm going to have to learn how to talk a heck of a lot faster, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, you know, usually we're going to pick on a couple of them and pick out some special highlight ones, okay, or something like this. And I don't want to spoil it and say, but there's a number of very rare ones and ones of ones and, and VIN number ones and things like this. So, you know, we'll talk about some things. And then obviously, if somebody has any interest in a, in a car and want to learn more about them, I'm more than happy, you know, at any time, you know, pull me to the side and I'll tell you what I know about the car and or sometimes i got crazy stories and how i acquired them
1: okay
2: (laughs) sometimes that story is more interesting than the car actually you know so crazy deals yep have you uh got one of the new copo camaro's yet you know i don't have a uh well let's see what do you mean by a new one Uh, like a 2018 zl1 yeah, yeah. they. Uh... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got we got several ZL ones there. We got the 15. We got the 18. We got a Copo drag race car there. I mean, you know, no, we got, we yeah, we got Camaros, Corvettes. You know, we got any brand that you almost like. Well, I should say American muscle cars, okay? If you want to see a Ferrari or a Porsche or something like that, this is not the place to come see. They got to sit outside in the
1: parking lot. I know I'm asking you probably a pretty loaded question, but uh, do you have a favorite in your collection right now that you like to talk about?
2: You know, I do have a favorite, but I'm going to make you come to the event to find out what that is.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Deal. <laughs> Again, this is going on Thursday night, February 16th. Uh, looks like doors open up at uh, six o'clock. You're going to get a self guided tour. Uh, grab a bite to eat. Some uh, I think there's going to be some uh, food, drink, raffles, vintage pinball machines, which Peter mentioned so much more. Six thirty. Peter's going to talk about fifteen minutes, and then there's going to be an knowledge acknowledgement of two f- key fig- figures in the twenty five year history of the Keep Kids Alive Drive twenty five. This is something that um, you know that when I saw the charity when we were getting ready for tonight's interview, I thought that's something that I've seen the signs in the yards, but. Uh, It's just, I don't know if you reach a certain age, maybe it's that day you sign your first home ownership that you really do join that group of, hey, slow the hell down.
2: You know, when you're in the neighborhood and you can see kids, I mean, oh my gosh, I mean, you know, unfortunately, you know, little kids, they're not going, they're going to chase that ball, they're not going to look for the car and everything, and I mean, makes all the difference in the world if you're driving 40 miles an hour through a neighborhood or 20, 25, okay, and 25 is just, you know, at least you probably have enough time to stop and see them and stuff. So it does make a monster difference. And there's no reason that anybody really should be driving fast through neighborhoods. Okay. I mean, you're looking for an address. I mean, kids aren't paying attention. That's just kids, okay, and stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, I suppose once in a while you might see an adult like me or something, an old timer, you know, that might not be paying attention either or something, you know. It might be good for me too, you know, but uh that you're driving 25. But you're right. You see the signs all over. Omaha, Bellevue, all all around the metro area, and what a great organization to bring awareness to slow down. And I think it really means something when you become, like you said, a homeowner. And for sure, once you have your own kids, okay, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, you're not you're that guy going, well, why, why do I to slow down? Okay, well, when you all of a sudden you got your own kids, you'll understand a lot better and how precious and how, you know, I hate to say. Kids are kids, okay, and and they're gonna run around, okay, and they don't realize the danger of the streets yet, okay, and stuff. So
1: and they're fast too. That's one thing I learned watching my my sisters' kids, my nieces and nephews is, God, you you're okay. They're they're fifty feet from the street, and then you turn around and look and they're 10 feet from the street and you're oh my god there they go oh yeah
2: oh yeah from the driveway to the street i mean they're there and uh, and literally it seems like a blink okay Mm -hmm. or the sidewalk and you know i mean the sidewalk's not very far from the street so it doesn't take much and you know they get distracted for whatever reason you know And, and and sometimes it ain't even just kids you know obviously for animals also okay or pets and different things but obviously kids are what we're really after more so than anything else to keep them safe.
1: We're talking with Peter Fink of Certified Transmission. If you guys haven't, I've been kind of scrolling through the Facebook page for Peter Fink. And I think more than anybody around town, Peter, I think you guys do a fantastic job of just general knowledge. Like I'm looking at one post from about a month ago where you kind of posted about an emergency kit for this time of year, which include uh, air compressor and, and gloves and um, jumper cables and uh, a snow scoop just little stuff like that that would that kind of might make somebody think you know that wouldn't be a bad idea to put in my in my trunk just in case that uh, unthinkable scenario happens where i'm straining on the side of the road
2: you know we all think it'll never happen to me and of course today we got a phone that we can kind of call somebody for help or whatever but you know the first thing is definitely some warm items i mean a hat a glove maybe an extra jacket a blanket Definitely. Okay. You know, I, I don't want to say nobody's going to get stuck that you don't need a shovel or something like that. You know, depending where you live, you get a little bit outside of Omaha and you're more in the rural area. Uh, you might get into some deeper snow that you got to help yourself. Okay. Or whatever, and different things a little bit. And so you're going to need a little more gear. Okay. And stuff. Uh, you know jumper cables and anything is nice okay something gets left on uh alternators have a little bit of challenge keeping up with all the equipment that's running to keep the car warm and stuff and the electrical load and you know the next thing you know you got a dead battery that your car don't want to start okay so i mean no anytime you can plan a little bit extra in the trunk it makes all the difference but i'd say this day and age probably more so the clothes than even other stuff okay so um yeah it's always worthwhile without a doubt
1: make sure you guys like up the certified transmission facebook page latest information tips tricks details all kind of fun stuff like that how many locations are you guys up to in the omaha metro uh, lincoln area
2: you know, the Omaha and Lincoln area, we got uh, six different locations. Okay. One in Lincoln, five in Omaha, the surrounding area or metro. And then we've got uh, now home, home base is actually uh, Omaha, Nebraska for certified transmissions. And company wide, we've got uh, 550 employees, which most of them are in the Omaha area, that I'm proud to say. So we've got uh, five manufacturing plants. And so literally where we ship all over the country, because I got 75 distributors around the country. So uh, a lot of transmissions go out of Omaha, uh, but we put a lot of people to work here. So
1: That's awesome. Keep up the good work, Peter. I always love your guys' support around the area and love seeing that certified transmission at the racetrack, whether it's on a billboard or the side of a race car. Don't forget, guys, February 16th from 6 to 8 o'clock. It's a Thursday night, and uh, you can get more information at kkad25.org. For the Keep Kids Alive Drive 25 uh, charity event, it's a um, car, a kind of a car show that's going on. Uh, Peter's personal collection, about 130, 140 cars. Lots of great stuff going on. A certified Transmission on Facebook for the latest information. You can also go once again, K K A D 25 org Peter anything we uh, left out for you wanna, before we head out?
2: Why don't you give them the address out there of your museum? It's out at north, uh, north 90th at uh, Blair High Road. it's 5808, North 90th Street. OK, it's an old Richmond Gorman that's been all remodeled. It's about eight acres. We've got plenty of parking for everybody. It's all it's paved parking. So you're not parking in the grass or nothing like that. Uh, the other thing I was going to say, the website is a little hard to maybe remember. Uh, if you need to, certifiedtransmissions.com. If you go to that and we have an events page and you can uh, go pick up the link there also.
1: Perfect. Thank you so much, yeah. Peter. Anything else we left out?
2: i don't think so you guys do an awesome job you know i mean i don't know what we're going to do without the dirt to racetrack around you know anymore with i-80 gone or whatever but uh you know we'll find something to to talk about and do and listen to i'm sure we'll see you, at- you should buy
1: some land. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure we'll see you at a racetrack somewhere
2: oh i love racing and i love cars you know that's what
1: i do work on them yeah, fix them know. and gotta go out and drive them definitely Sounds good. Peter Fink of Certified Transmission. Thank you, sir. It's always a pleasure talking with you. Thank you. Thank you for the great job you
2: guys do and promoting oh. the event. Thank you. Thank you.
1: So, once again, that was Peter Fink of Certified Transmission, the classic car fundraiser, Keep Kids Alive Drive 25, going on Thursday, February 16th, starting at six o'clock, ending at about eight o'clock. Like Dirk said, it's 5808 North 90th Street in Omaha. You can also get more information uh, KKAD25. That's Keep Kids Alive drive 25.org kkad25.org or you could go to certifiedtransmission.com and certified transmission's facebook page so many different places you can go to to get all the details and information you're looking for for this event really cool deal highly suggest you guys get out there and enjoy it that's going to be again thursday february uh 16th all right uh dirk you got any news to talk about other than a couple of nascar notes and maybe uh, some chili bowl stuff uh
0: chili Bowl stuff wild west shootout stuff uh evidently another really good race last night from what i was reading so on sunday night yeah as we report on monday but uh bobby pierce mm-hmm. ended up with a second win so you yeah, had jd got the first three nights then bobby pierce got one and marler got one and then back with bobby pierce again so six nights of racing and only three winners
1: Pretty good racing. We were kind of bouncing back and forth on Saturday night between the Wild West shootout and the Chili Bowl. Uh, We were bouncing back and forth because there was nothing going on at the Chili Bowl. Uh, I I think the racing was pretty dang good when we got to watch some racing. But what you came over about six forty five or seven o'clock. And I think we watched maybe three races between when you when you left at. I don't know, eleven thirty or midnight.
0: Yeah, it was around midnight, I think, when I got out of there, twelve fifteen, something like that. And uh but uh yeah, I mean I don't know if we actually watched a half an hour of racing at the chili
1: pole. <laughs> I don't think so. That little bitty track we watched the two the I think we watched one of the two C's, the two B's and the A. And I mean it it went so quick that yeah, it, I mean they they turned some pretty quick laps around that little racetrack and you know, kudos to the, uh, to the team that, that gets the cars cleaned back up and, and going. We we had one of them that, what, the side of the car caught on fire, and uh, I think within, like, 10 minutes, they were back to racing.
0: Yeah, they, uh, you know, I even mentioned that one time when they were showing the staging area how many employees they had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You
1: know, yeah. Yeah, there's aspects of the Chili Bowl I really do admire. I think they do a fantastic job, but it just it, it absolutely infuriates me the amount of time we just sit around and don't do anything. and. I, I think that's just something they got to get cleaned up and uh, you know, they're running a successful race. I'm doing a talk show in Omaha, take it for what it's worth. I don't know if all we'll will ever care to hear about it, but I just think that's one aspect they got to get cleaned up is keep the show moving, keep entertainment going on. I get that you got to track prep every once in a while, but do you have to do it after every two races? I just Well,
0: like, like I told you before, I, uh, you know, when we were watching it, I said, I think a lot of that they take the breaks to get the fumes out of the building. You know, we talked about that yeah. when uh, they first started the dirt in December down in St. Louis, and uh, um, Ben Shelton, when we interviewed him after the first year of that, I went to the second year, and it was about the same thing. They'd run uh, like a couple different heat races, and boom, then they'd be out on the track for 15 or 20 minutes.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, it was just to get the ventilation and get the exhaust out. Obviously, you're going to get a lot more exhaust out of a four hundred and thirty cubic inch V eight than you are on one of these little four songs. Yeah. But uh it's still the same principle. The stuff's dangerous, right. so you gotta get it out of the building.
1: Chili Bowl Nationals in the book. Uh what was it Sweeney? Logan C V. Yeah Logan C V ended up getting the win. Good battle there. Uh good three car battle for the uh for the for the win. And you know some of the really big names, the regulars, uh we didn't see uh I didn't see Christopher Bell really peeking his name up in there. fact, did he even make it into the A?
0: I I I don't know for sure if he even raced, you know, he might've had to take the year off for some reason. I don't know. Normally he's down there. I mean, he's a multiple time winner of it. So, but uh, I'm not sure if he ran,
1: I'm not seeing him anywhere. So I would say no. And that would probably be a good reason why he didn't, uh, I didn't see him in the A feature coming up to the front. So got a Uh, couple of bells in the field that day on Saturday, but no, uh, no Christopher bell. Um,
0: um, I mean, Rico had trouble in the feature. Yep. Um, he got upside down.
1: Uh, Well, and he, you'd even noted that he was kind of holding his own right there in the top five. And then uh, all of a sudden, just after one of the restarts, he just set sail and went backwards. And what did they say that they thought maybe he burnt off his tires or something had happened to the car. And then that led to him getting in the accident.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, you know, it was speculating, you know, there's no way they're going to know unless they actually saw a tire come apart or something like that. But, you know, he did. He had some he had a little bit of trouble and uh you know, then ended up in trouble. So mm-hmm. um T Mac was down there running and uh had uh a real good first thirty laps, but he got up to about tenth and then kind of stalled out going forward. He might have used up his tires getting up that close. And yep. who was the guy that ran second? Hank uh
1: mm. No, he was he was running second for a long time. Didn't he get into an accident? No, oh, I thought it was Hank that, that got second. Tanner Thorson got second, then oh, uh, right. yeah. Cannon McIntosh, Shane Golubic, and Emerson Anksom in uh, fifth.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hank Davis, right. who
1: uh, was kind of a uh, you want to call him a Cinderella story or an underdog favorite, ended up finishing twentieth.
0: Yeah, he did. He did get an accident. He started on the outside front row, but mm-hmm. he got an accident. So uh but yeah i mean the racing we saw was pretty good uh like i said the crew does an excellent job of getting cars back upright uh getting the track cleared up and getting back to racing but it's just the in between racing like you and i have commented you know going over to knoxville for the knoxville nationals they waste an hour doing driver introductions Mm -hmm. you know um
1: so, you know, and, and when we do that driver introductions at Eagle, they're they're farming the track. I couldn't see if they were farming the track when they did it at um at the Chili Bowl. I don't I don't think they did because they then they pushed the car out onto the racetrack, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. So they weren't yeah. farming the track at all.
0: Yeah, I think they'd already done the track before they started it because that where they do that crossover is right at the start of turn three, I think. Mm. And, and that's where they did all the work on the track was in both both uh both ends yeah they didn't really do anything on the straightaway
1: oh did we get a chance to talk about the uh the Malver Bank 360s I think they added another date didn't they um yeah I saw that on i80s page um they, they added said... another
0: one after the race at Eagle
1: no, they just added a date. It looks like they're going to go to McCool Junction on uh, August 19th, I think. Okay. Yeah, you asked it, uh, and we delivered. Junction Motor Speedway has been added to the Malvern Bank 360 Sprint Car Series Saturday, August 19th for the 2023 schedule. Uh, the shape, the schedule is shaping up to be a great one in a wild season. So they may not be done adding shows. Hopefully this is going to keep going. Uh, keep getting a little bit more thick and, uh, and we'll, we'll see a good, uh, good, healthy schedule coming out. You yeah. I don't think I got anything else. Um, I mean, there's a couple of NASCAR news. Kyle Busch has got a new sponsor, Jimmy Johnson and, um, Richard Petty and GMS have renamed their ownership group. What was it? Um,
0: uh legacy auto club or something
1: like that yeah legacy motor club that's it yeah there we go yeah we haven't that's going to be a fun one
0: and his car is going to be the number 84 in Mm -hmm. his select events Mm -hmm. um uh kyle larson's going to do the memorial day double in 2024
1: yeah, I saw that a bunch on was that Saturday, Friday, and Saturday. I kept seeing that on my Facebook page that he's gotten a ride for the five hundred for the Indy five hundred.
0: Correct, and then the World six hundred. Nobody's done it for a couple of years, but uh, several men have tried it. But uh, now he's going to go for it.
1: Uh, NASCAR announced their twenty twenty three test schedule. Uh, I'm not going to go through all the de- details, but looks like they're going to be doing some Goodyear tire tests at Coda. Uh, Lancaster, North Wilkesboro and Charlotte gateway, Michigan, Bristol, Texas, Indy, Indy's kind of a tentative to one, too. They've put a little bit of a note on there and then NASCAR has got a schedule tested for themselves at Phoenix. Uh, there's an Xfinity series test for NASCAR at Charlotte and that pretty much wraps it up. So,
0: and, uh, back to the, uh, the wild west shootout, uh, Bill Leighton Jr. and Tad Pospisil were both out there um, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, represented the area real
1: well, actually,
0: you know, made a yeah. lot of shows.
1: Travis Pastrana expected to enter the Daytona 500 with 2311 racing. He'll be driving a set a third. That's a third car for them, right?
0: Uh, Well, yeah, as long as Kurt Busch is racing.
1: Yeah, they got two full time cars and then they uh, uh, and then they can have options for uh uh, an extra car, which actually reminds me when you say as long as Kurt Busch is racing, uh, Kevin Harvick announced his retirement from the cup series following the 2023 race uh, season. And we were kind of talking a little bit about it on Saturday night. You asked my thoughts on it. I never got your thoughts. What do you think about uh, the closer calling it a season after 2023?
0: Um, well, what's he been in the bigs? He went in. Well, he went in, the second race of 2001 after Earnhardt mm-hmm. uh, crashed out in, at Daytona. So 2023 be what? 23 seasons? Less yeah. one race? Yeah. And another race, because uh, I think it was 2002, he had to sit out a race at Martinsville. <laughs> I was on the back door of that one. That was kind of fun. But uh, my first official holy crap moment of being a official in a truck race but
1: over 22 years race 349 total oh wait that's xfinity sorry uh yeah 22 races 22 years 779 races over uh over that time frame first race like like you mentioned the 2001 Duralube 400 at rockingham uh, I, I think he's had an, an easily a legendary career. He's going to go down as one of the great characters and personalities of the sport. And I, I, you know, I was a little surprised when he got the one win this year, I was really surprised when he followed it up with a, a back-to-back win. Um, I'll be surprised if he gets a couple of wins this year. Cause I, I think he's right there at the, at the, he's, he's peaked in his career. He, him and Rodney Childress were, the duo that was the most feared in the garage for what two or three years, um, uh, when he was doing his runs right around 13, 14 and 15. Um, so I, he's had an amazing career and he'll, uh, he'll definitely go down in the hall of fame as an easy first balloter. And, um, like I said, one of the oh, great personalities.
0: Yeah. He'll be in the hall of fame first ballot. Um, you know, and, and he's run the whole, whole spectrum. He didn't own a team in cup, but he owned, uh, you know truck team um that won championships so Mm uh i don't think he owned any of the xfinity stuff that he actually drove yeah first ballot hall of famer without a doubt and well deserved Mm -hmm. speculation is he's going to the booth yeah i I think that's
1: i think think you're right i think he's probably going to head up into the booth i i would welcome him up in the fox booth uh they could use some fresh talent up there and you know, you've been pretty vocal about Mike Joy. Have we heard if he's coming back yet or not? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, he's okay. coming. He ain't going nowhere.
1: Yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I think that's going to be a good move for him moving up into the booth. And he's he, obviously he's been up in the booth quite a bit of the last couple of years is kind of fill in for Xfinity Series and Truck Series stuff. And I think he did some stuff. No, he did not do anything with uh, Fox during the pandemic, during the COVID uh, season delay when they were doing all the i racing stuff but he um i think he does a pretty good job with just good information concise he's got some good uh analysis so he'll be good up in the up at the announcer's booth
0: yeah i'm going to miss uh his voice as an activist for the drivers
1: yeah you know maybe he'll he'll join one of the um, the the drivers meetings or or drivers uh uh what am i thinking of the rta Yeah,
0: maybe i mean i don't know
1: uh, yeah he's I, I was also thinking about this too he's kind of the end of a breed of drivers that that weren't afraid to be vocal you know and, and that's something that we've kind of championed for a long time with some of these drivers eventually we championed it nine times out of ten you'd say i'll just you don't know what you're talking about just shut up just shut up and drive and then you know a couple of weeks later a couple of races later or maybe a season later you kind of turn back and you think oh oh dang it he was right you know I I think of that a lot with Brad Keselowski. Uh, but Kevin Harvick was one of them you know Tony Stewart y- guys like Jimmy Johnson just didn't really seem to ruffle a lot of feathers he did his media stuff he won his championships he'd make a comment maybe here and there but he was never like a, a Brad Keselowski or Kevin Harvick or uh, Carl Edwards was pretty vocal too but he was always very uh coded with it so he's very polite it always took a little bit to kind of understand what he was saying because he didn't want to uh he didn't want to blast nascar but you know kevin harvick never never shied away from the opportunity to let nascar know he disapproved of something they did
0: (laughs) well that's probably why he ended up driving for stewart because him and stewart were on the same page in that aspect
1: yeah yep absolutely so kevin harvick gonna call it a season after the 2023 uh gonna call it a career after the 2023 season uh what do you? I know we're a whole season away, and so much can change. But what do you think about somebody moving over there? I've already heard early speculation that Martin Truex Jr. may be headed over to Stewart Haas Racing.
0: Yeah, I mean that one would surprise me. But the part that doesn't surprise me is that would then put him in all three makes.
1: Mm.
0: He drove Chevys for uh, Furniture Row. When he uh, won his title, then, uh, well, they'd switched over to Toyotas by then. But, but he did run
1: Chevys for quite a few years with Furniture Row.
0: Yeah. And then he went, you know, they they got their title with a Toyota. And then he stayed with Toyota when he went to Gibbs. And if he does go over and run a year or two um, for Stuart Haas, that'll be in a Ford. So that part of it kind of makes sense. But uh not much else does. I'd be surprised if he left you. I mean, that's just all there is on the end of that.
1: Yeah. And, uh, oh, what was I going to? I was, uh, Stuart Haas Racing really needs a veteran in there. I mean, yes, they've got Tony as the car owner, but Tony hasn't been active in a Cup Series car and in at least this generation at all. They need, you. every organization needs that, that, that veteran to kind of help guide the young guys and I think Stuart Haas Racing is on the verge of obviously losing a a great asset in Kevin Harvick not only as, as a driver and a potential championship driver but as somebody that can mentor these young guys that are coming in.
0: Yeah um I think he needs that because I think he's spending a lot more time away from the cup side of things with his wife being a drag racer. I'm pretty sure on Sundays he's wherever she's racing at. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, he'll, he'll have a couple of media obligations. He's got to take care of at, at certain racetracks. But yeah, it, he uh, I don't think he spends near as much time as he used to. Like you said, with that NHRA stuff going on with his wife.
0: Yeah, well, and he got his license and he started racing a little bit last year. So mm-hmm. I think any of his obligations on the Cup side of things will probably be done on Friday and Saturday. Going to be my guess on that stuff.
1: All right, I think that's going to do it for us today. Uh, nothing really left to talk about throughout the week. I don't think there's any racing going on this weekend. At least locally, I know there isn't. Uh, IED Speedway Awards Banquet sold out for Friday. It's the final one. They're going to say goodbye to the racetrack on uh, Friday the 20th. And then there's the Racers Winter Swap Meet on the 21st at uh, in Columbus. Get more information on that. Racers Winter Swap Meet in on Facebook and uh how does you you guys come out we're gonna have all the equipment set up and uh James Roland, Chris Brown, myself, we're just gonna be hanging out and interviewing anybody that we can tackle and shove behind a microphone. Um and obviously uh Dirk's name not included in there and not because you're not wanted but you're gonna take a little bit of a vacation.
0: Yeah I'm gonna be uh not quite halfway around the world but I'm gonna be out of country for the first time in my life. So going to be an interesting 30 days and uh hopefully I come back in one piece. <laughs> I mean the first part of it I bought travel insurance because I figured if I'm leaving in middle of January you never know what kind of snowstorm is going to come through but it looks like I'm beating the snowstorm by a day. Yeah. I did get notification today from United Airlines that they switched my seat on the second leg of my journey so the longest <laughs> leg when i go from houston to honolulu they move my seat so i'll see what that's all about tomorrow and uh but yeah i'm looking forward to it and uh um uh, wheels up at uh about 12 hours and eight minutes from now
1: no. You'll be in the air by the time this publishes. I think what you fly out at about uh, yeah about about six a.m. just a tick before six a.m. So
0: five fifty five supposed to be wheels up and down to Houston. Got about an hour layover and then to Honolulu. Uh, about another hour layover, then to Guam. <laughs> another hour layover, and Lord uh, amounts to is twenty six hours between the first liftoff and a final set down so I probably going to be 29 to 30 hours airport and, air, and airplane time
1: Whew, good with luck time with all that changed,
0: 14 hour time change it <laughs> uh i uh basically i leave at 6 a.m on tuesday and i get to manila at 10 p.m on wednesday <laughs> then when i come back in the month the 14 hours goes the other way i leave there at midnight i'm Back in Omaha, technically 14 hours later, but it's actually 28 hours later. But so
1: right, I man. know we'll have
0: a few disaster days in there, but I'm coming back. I'll be back in town for the Daytona
2: party. So
1: look forward to seeing you back in town, uh, right around that Daytona 500 party. Oh, by the way, uh, those of you that are a part of the Pickums contest, I should get this out Monday night, so it'll be ready by the time this show publishes on Tuesday morning. But the contest is ready to go, it's up on the uh NASCAR Pools Online. Uh NASCAR Pools Online.com. You'll uh if you want to get more information about that, you've never been a part of it and you want to join it, it's free. Thanks to Ray haven Ridge Wealth Partners. Just send me an email, stretch podcast at gmail.com. We'll get you signed up for it. Like I said, it's free and you get some really cool prizes and uh some bragging rights. And if you're named Jeff, you might get your trophy someday. <laughs> Oh, which reminds me, I gotta get uh, I gotta get Curtis's trophy ordered too. It's always a hurdle getting them ordered and then getting them delivered. That's that's always a bit of a hurdle for me. But like I said, that's gonna do it for us today. Big thanks to Quaker Steak and Lube Council, bless the official watering hole of the front stretch. Get over there every Tuesday night for seventeen dollar all you can eat wings. Uh, kids eat for ninety nine cents on Monday nights for uh, as with the uh, the purchase of an adult entree. Lots of great specials. All the great uh, football action, all the great basketball, it's all on the screens at Quaker Steak and Lube and Council Bluffs. And, of course, thanks to Joe's Carding and Council Bluffs. They're right across the street from each other. Go over to Quaker Steak and Lube, get yourself something to eat, head over to Joe's Carding, get your adrenaline pumping, and have a great time. Uh, Big thanks to those guys. For Dirk Houston, I'm Dan Taylor. This has been the Front Stretch. Steak & Lube in Council Bluffs continues to offer the best wings, burgers, and steaks seven days a week, along with great daily specials. Mondays are Kids Night, where kids eat for just $0.99 with the purchase of an adult entree. Tuesdays is All-You-Can-Eat Wings Night for just $17. Enjoy a half rack of baby back ribs for just $13.50 on Wednesdays, And you choose on Thursdays for just $12. You can pick between 15 fried shrimp, a pickup cheeseburger, 15 breaded wings, or 6 boneless wings. Check out Quaker Steak & Lube and Council Bluffs on Facebook for all their daily specials. Get to Quaker Steak & Lube.